So let me tell you what, guys. I spent, let's say, 90 minutes, an hour, uh, two hours, whatever it might have been, recording this whole grand podcast about Justin Sun and how the crypto media was saying he was uh, potentially being held in China, not allowed to leave China. This whole craziness with, with Justin Sun that was happening on Twitter. I processed the podcast. I processed the YouTube video. Right as I'm about to press upload on YouTube, and I actually already uploaded the podcast, I head over to Twitter, and I look at Twitter, and Justin Sun is in mother-freaking San Francisco. That mother is in freaking San Francisco when Coindesk and CN Ledger and everybody on the planet was saying he was held in China. I, I, I don't even know what to do, but you know what? The episode that I recorded, while some of it may be a little bit outdated right now in the course of like, oh, I don't know, 15 minutes, some of it may be a little bit outdated. The rest of it, I think, and a lot of the commentary around centralization versus decentralization, specifically of figureheads, I do think is really applicable. So I would recommend taking a listen because I think the whole process is, is pretty interesting. Also, it's going to be fun to watch what happens with Justin and China because... I don't know that much about, you know, the geopolitical nature of things, but I would say making enemies or being a wanted man in China, probably not the best thing. So we'll see. I, apparently these rumors are, who knows, but let's hop in to the episode. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Crypto Bobby. I hope you are having a great day, great night, wherever you are watching or listening in from. And today, the big news is you are probably having a better day than Justin Sun, potentially having a better day than Justin Sun. But I would say, really, there's, there's kind of two best case scenarios right now for anybody out of the loop. Um, but Justin Sun either has kidney stones, which, knock on wood, I have not had yet. And I heard they're terrible. Uh, or he is currently being detained in China and not allowed to leave the country. So ipso facto, we have one, Justin Sun has kidney stones. We have two, he's in really big trouble in China. So we'll hop into all that in more in today's episode. Before we hop into today's episode, I want to talk to you about my friends over at NetSuite. Look, if you don't know your numbers you don't know your business. But the problem that growing businesses have, and I've found this myself, that keeps them from knowing their numbers is the hodgepodge of business systems. You got one system for accounting, you have one system for sales, another system for inventory. It's a big inefficient mess when it comes down to managing your business and it's taking way too much time, way too many resources, and it hurts your bottom line. Well, Look no further than NetSuite by Oracle. It is the business management software system that handles every aspect of your business in an easy to use cloud platform that gives you the visibility across business lines that you need to grow. And with NetSuite, you save time, money, and those unneeded headaches by managing your sales, your finance, your accounting, orders, HR instantly, right from your desktop, from your phone, anywhere with the cloud. And that's why it is the number one business management cloud system. So if you go right now, NetSuite is offering valuable insights with a free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com slash Bobby. That's netsuite.com slash B-O-B-B-Y to download your free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits, netsuite.com slash B-O-B-B-Y. 
let's hop into it. So for those that have been a little bit out of the loop, maybe not on Twitter, maybe not on Coindesk or whatever, uh, this week was supposed to be the week in which Justin Sun was going to bring him and a number of, of friends or basically industry leaders in the cryptocurrency ecosystem to have lunch with Warren Buffett. And he paid $4.5 million or so for that lunch with Warren Buffett. It's actually a donation that goes to a specific cause. So, you know, fine on, on whatever end, I guess that is. But uh, Justin essentially paid $4 million out of his pocket to donate to a cause to have lunch with Warren Buffett and got to invite, I think it was seven friends to that event. Well, last evening on July 22nd, uh, it came out that Justin Sun was actually postponing the event. And that was pretty covered pretty widely, postponing the event due to the fact that he had kidney stones, which I think a lot of people are like, huh, kidney stones? A little strange. Well, less than 24 hours later, we have this news breaking that Justin Sun is now under gover Chinese government control, meaning that he is not uh, facing formal charges at this time, but is not allowed to leave the country. He is not allowed to leave China. And this is, I am going to butcher the pronunciation of this uh, website, but Kayaxin. Uh, and they said a local internet finance risks regulator has also recommended that police form a case against Justin Sun. And this is also across the board. There's another, uh, one of the, the good Twitter accounts to follow for information in regards to China, a lot of times, at least in the past, there's not that much anymore, but CN Ledger, at CN Ledger on Twitter has been kind of all over this. And they put out some thoughts about kind of why the Justin Sun lunch date situation came about and, and some of the negatives about that. And it's pretty interesting though, because they point to the lunch that Justin Sun had uh, or booked with Warren Buffett as one of the big things, and this has kind of been circulated around that Justin Sun was somehow, I don't know how, but somehow somewhat flying under the radar in China. And because that he paid the four and a half million dollars for a lunch with you know one of the world's wealthiest men, that it brought a lot of unneeded attention to Justin Sun. And because of this, police started looking around. Police started saying, you know, who is this kid that just paid four and a half million dollars for this lunch? And now Justin Sun is is essentially being investigated or or somebody is recommending Justin get investigated by the China, by a specific regulator in China, by the Chinese police. So there are two sides to the story right now. We have CN Ledger, Coindesk, a bunch of news outlets right now reporting that Justin Sun is indeed under border control, meaning he cannot leave China uh, due to the Internet Finance Rectification Office recommending that uh, people, the, the police file a case against Justin Sun. Uh, and again, that he was under the radar until the recent promotions about his lunch date with Warren Buffett. Um, however, Justin Sun came out on Weibo, which is one of the social media, uh, popular social media properties in China, came out to say that he is all safe and that the reports uh, are completely untrue, specifying that it's Kaxon. I'll Again, I'll butcher that name, uh, Kaxon or Kaxon. And Justin Sun said he promises to meet the outside world once his health recovers. No specific mention of a ban on leaving the country. Uh, and then we go on to see here that side note, CN Ledger says that over the years, and this has been numerous people have said this over the years, the, the media property, the media company that reported this issue with Justin Sun, the media company that came out and said this, 
is pretty reliable and has been one of the, 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 the breaking news sources or the main breaking news source for a variety of the, the big the big things that have happened in China over the years in regards to cryptocurrency, whether it was the ICO ban back in the day or the PBOC exchange crackdowns with things like BTC China and a number of other those exchanges that were based in China where the majority of the volume used to come from. Overall, though, this is is interesting on a number of different fronts, and we can get into why, at least in my opinion. But number one, <laughs> I, I think this is hysterical, but and, and kind of sucks too. But the whole point of this lunch was was to make Warren Buffett this industry titan, this this old man, uh, but the one of the smartest, hardest working, um, wealthiest individuals on the planet, but a a older gentleman who has specifically said he does not like Bitcoin, specifically said he does not like cryptocurrency. This whole idea was, you know, Justin Sun was going to pay for this lunch and he was going to go meet with Warren Buffett and and preach to him the the good word, the good name of, of Bitcoin, of cryptocurrency, probably of Tron, yada, yada, yada. Well, with Warren Buffett being the individual that did not like cryptocurrency before, how do we think Warren Buffett is going to think that the guy who spent four and a half million dollars to donate to to have lunch with with Warren is now potentially being held by government authorities in China for potentially, and this is all somewhat speculation, this is not fully confirmed, but potentially being held in China for some type of a police investigation and and wrongdoing in regards to his conduct. I would say Warren Buffett's going to look at that and say, yeah, I thought this was a shit show before, and I think this is a bigger shit show now. And guys, next year when I have a freaking charity lunch again, why don't you make sure none of the people that bid on the charity lunch are cryptocurrency entrepreneurs? Because I don't want to go to lunch with any of these nut jobs. So I wouldn't doubt if that's something that you know he's kind of thinking in his own head right now. On the other end of the spectrum, saw a tweet about this. Uh, I think it was Udi Wertheimer who had said this, and I I agree with it pretty pretty significantly. And it does go to the point of of centralization. And a lot of people look at Bitcoin, they look at Ethereum, and they look at all these kind of competitors. And it's really, I mean, I think this is really only true for the most part about something like a Bitcoin, but the the test of decentralization is if somebody gets thrown in jail, if somebody dies, what's going to happen to the price of your crypto asset? And if we look at what's happening to Tron right now, really since the news of him not attending the, uh, him not attending the dinner, the lunch with Warren Buffett, news is down or uh, the price of TRX is down 15%. Percent and went all the way down to 20% against Bitcoin, which is also down about three and a half percent. So down even more against the USD. But that is really the test of of decentralization. And I think, in my mind, I personally think Ethereum is is pretty decentralized. But at the same point in time, if something like this, and not saying at all something like this would happen to Vitalik, because I think um, I don't want to say Vitalik is more humble, but I think. Vitalik has a little bit more self-awareness and is a lot less promoting, a little bit more fly under the radar than Justin Sun, who had his face with a TRX coin flipping in the elevators at Consensus in New York when I went there. So literally his face was on the elevators. 
Um, I think Vitalik's a little bit more under the radar than that. But at the same point in time, if you know something were to ever, I would think probably more health-wise, if something were ever to happen to, ju to Vitalik Buterin, you would think the price of Ethereum would go down substantially, whether or not that is is really in correlation to the functioning of the ETH network. I kind of don't necessarily think it is as much anymore as it used to be, but you would you know still bet your ass that the price of ETH would would you know drop pretty significantly. And as you're seeing with as you're seeing right now with what's happening with Tron and Justin Sun, there is a massive correlation between Justin Sun, Tron, and the price of TRX, and you're seeing that happen right now is something really incredibly decentralized when you have a central figure who can potentially be arrested or not necessarily arrested but held for held for investigation or whatever we're calling this right now if your cryptocurrency drops 15 percent because that happens is it really decentralized or is it heavily reliant on a single party for promotion and in that case i think you know whether or not you think you know trons node structure and the technology behind Tron itself is sufficiently decentralized, which it may or may not be. I'm not making one statement one way or another, but the fact that one individual is so closely tied to it makes it centralized in and of itself in that way. Now, the one thing that's interesting when I look at Bitcoin, and I, I think that for me, a lot of people don't like Bitcoin. A lot of people point to Bitcoin. I, I, I just feel like this kind of growing uh, dislike in some cases towards Bitcoin, which is kind of funny, but uh, from people. And I think a lot of people point to Bitcoin and say, you know, it's it's old technology. It's not good technology. It can only do whatever, you know, seven transactions per second or whatever it might be. You know, there there's, it's, it's not scaling enough. You can't use it for payments. You can't do it for this. You can't do it for that, whatever it might be. The advantage that Bitcoin has over anything else is in reality, the decentralization of it. And we talked, talked about that with Libra. There is no central party that is is really, really controlling the structure, the future outlay of Bitcoin. There is no one particularly that the government could really look at right now and say, you know what, this Bitcoin thing is, is bad. We are going to have this one individual in front of Congress. We're going to have this one individual in front of you know whatever central bank. You could point to you know, centralization aspects, maybe around mining if you want. You could point to centralization aspects around some of the the developers of the you know, of the of of the protocol whatever it might be but the fact that there is no founder anymore the fact that satoshi kind of you know, gracefully or or not gracefully went away and backed away from bitcoin that is the biggest that is one of the biggest advantages that bitcoin has uh going for it in addition to the the monetary incentives i think when bitcoin was founded and this also goes back a little bit. It's a little bit of a ramble right now, but there was a, a pretty hot debate recently around Ethereum. And uh, in one of the Ethereum improvement protocol or proposals, EIPs, uh, apparently there's a suggestion that there might be a small uh, percentage of the block reward donated basically from the miners. They the, the block reward goes directly into an Ethereum core developer fund for protocol improvements. And when you look at that, that is something that I think, not that Bitcoin wouldn't ever necessarily have that happen, but I do think that when you look at why Bitcoin is also super valuable, in my opinion, is because there was no value when it was created, really. In, in reality, Bitcoin was worth so little, if 
anything at all when it was created that it was done out of kind of goodwill and good faith for the technology as a whole that it allowed it to kind of grow and sprout without the financial incentives and controlling mechanisms that other cryptocurrencies or other crypto assets now have to deal with because people know that if I create a, a cryptocurrency, there is a financial incentive in a positive way to do so. So I'd like to invest in it. And that is in many cases inherently decentralized. So long story short, when we're looking at Tron right now, it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out in a number of different ways. Also kind of interesting, this tweet got deleted from CZ at Binance, who, you know, as a lot of people know, CZ and Justin appear to, to be somewhat pretty close when it does come down to things. Um, Tron and, and Binance have always had a, it seems like a pretty good relationship. And CZ tweeted something about, uh, basic, somebody tweeted something about this whole Justin thing and CZ tweeted, wouldn't you like to know where Justin is? LOL. And, uh, then deleted it about 45 minutes later. So I'm curious how this is going to turn out. Um, if, if CZ knows something that other people don't, if, if this is good, if this is bad, if this somehow implicates CZ and things, who knows what's happening, but it's going to be, it's going to be a popcorn show watching this one play out again. I think the key takeaway of this for me is just on the, the centralization component of, of any one individual behind a, a project or a cryptocurrency. Um, arguably Justin Sun is, is probably one of the most important, if not the most important person to his particular project. So I think it, it, it varies in degrees, but it still is applicable across the board to a variety of other projects and things like that. But Justin Sun's name is probably one of the most closely associated outside of Vitalik with Ethereum to a specific project the name, the recognition that he has, and and now in a in a negative way, uh, because of the 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 public persona he's created for himself, um, that looks like it may have backfired. It looks like his mark his aggressive marketing tactics might have backfired. So ultimately, I think this is unfortunate. Not that necessarily Warren Buffett was going to you know, have lunch with Justin Sun and automatically be market buying Bitcoin on Coinbase. Doubtful, highly, highly, highly doubtful. But maybe there would have been an opportunity. There were some some impressive entrepreneurs um, that were actually invited by Justin Sun that were going to go to that uh, to 